0: The DadCast, episode 25. You're not in Kansas anymore, Magoo. This week's show is brought to you in part by Audible. Find out how to get your free book by visiting us at twofatdadscom forward slash Audible. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valo Bay, it's the 2 Fat Dads DadCast. Well, in reality, I really shouldn't say from the Wendy House studios of Valois Bay because I'm sitting all alone in my shed with a butane blower while Magoo's out in the... Uh, Springfield Suites of Overland Park, Kansas City, and uh, Ben sitting on his manoir on the Richelieu, so I'm all alone in my shed. How are Aww. you guys tonight? Not bad. Yourself? Good, good, good. What's, uh, what's new in Kansas City,
1: Mr. Magoo? Um, the weather's great, and I have a giant bag of M&M, peanut M&Ms here, so uh, other than that, uh, nothing new to report at this time.
0: What are, what are we talking? How giant? Like American-sized giant?
1: Yeah, there's a Costco across the street, and I bought a one and a half kilo bag of peanut M and M's.
0: One and a half kilo—that's three pounds. Actually, it's it's fifty-six ounces, uh, or, <laughs> 56 one,
1: ounces. Or, or one or one thousand five hundred and eighty-seven point six grams. Wow! So uh, they don't that's like actually- kilos
0: here. So you know. No, but they—they they, and it's on pound. I guess ounces. Yeah, fine. So I mean, like that's like that would have cost you like at least four thousand dollars from the hotel minibar.
1: Yeah, yeah, this only put me back about eight (laughs) dollars. Is it really eight bucks? Yeah, believe
0: (laughs) you planning on saving those for Christmas too, lining the stockings with it.
1: (laughs) I I, I might, I might just give it to one kid at Halloween.
0: He bounces down the street. <laughs>
1: Look what I got
0: wired. Uh, Mister uh, Mister Ben, how are you?
2: Not too bad, yourself. How's the manor? Still standing. Still standing. I had a little setback with the uh, the tiling uh, today, but uh, other than that, hey, we're, we're here. Not, what happened with the tiling? R- underneath the uh, the bath, there's a uh, there's a little cavity. Underneath the uh, the pedestal, right. And we decided to put some some tiles all along, you know, to, at least to make it nice, to not so it doesn't uh, so you don't see the plywood basically. And this was done I don't know a couple of weeks ago, and the the mortar didn't hold up at all. I was I was doing the, the plumbing inside, and I hit the side of the uh, of the bath, and all those tiles talk 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 talk. No, so then, yeah, all of them didn't even all- break. No, not one. Very lucky, but I mean, the mortar didn't hold at all. Oh, that sucks! Very disappointed. That sucks a lot, actually. Yeah, sucks a lot. So uh, I'm gonna have to uh, to find out what I'm gonna do with that. I'm probably gonna have to uh, either get some new tiles or just scrape the uh, the mortar that's already on it and try to do something else. Was it a bit, I don't you, know. Do you think it was just some humidity and they never got a chance to dry, or what? No there wasn't a lot of space to work there I mean I've probably got a, a three inch four inch clearance basically oh. so what happens is that I wasn't able to put the trowel on it to make the uh, to scoff the the mortar to make it adhere to the the tiles and I think that was the problem because it was too uh, it was too smooth okay and it probably never held that's what I'm thinking because okay. it's not humidity that's for sure there's no humidity around it so, okay I don't know Weird, weird. Yeah. That's that's, that's, that's kind of suck. I guess. Yeah, it happens. What can you do?
0: Exactly. Well, you better get on to that and make sure that uh, that that you can get all that that right. you can get that all sorted out. All uh, figured out tomorrow. So I, I wanted to try and get uh, get in touch with Steph and find out how he's going with his MacBook Pro. I don't know if his computer's completely died and we have to perform an emergency. Uh, an emergency uh, intervention to try to get him into a, another laptop or if he's going to turn into another Eric and have chronic uh, chronic windows issues for the rest of the season but uh, so we're not going to find out exactly how the MacBook Pro is going, which is a bit of a shame because I, I really want to know if he if he had bought one or not uh, but I did want to get you guys on the line and tell you guys about the uh, some of the exciting stuff that's happening uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, you guys remember P. Luke, who we met at the um, at the, the the pod camp, and we I mean we've been tweeting with him for a while, but we actually met him at, at pod camp Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's agreed to come on the show. I know he technically is not a dad, and and the guy's definitely not fat. He's about a thousand feet tall, um, but he is uh, somewhat of a of a. Um, of uh, a Linux expert, an actual real one, who actually makes things work in Linux. Uh, no offense to Eric, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and he's also uh, heading up uh, Mobile Montreal Camp, and I uh, wanted to talk to him a little bit about Mobile Montreal Camp, talk to him about his Android phone, and his recent install of, uh, of the Ubuntu. So we'll try to get him on next week, uh, or, or the week after, and really... Uh, Really, be able to really fit get- him uh, fit him in the studio we'll fit will we'll try to get him into the studio you might have to he might have to hunch a bit maybe we'll get him we'll get into the ball so he can sit on sit yeah, on, we'll pull, uh, on we'll pull him in half we'll fold him in half and uh, and we'll get him we'll get him on air and we'll we'll we'll, we'll chat about mobile mobile Montreal camp cuz that's going to be a lot of fun um, and then uh, next week i don't know if you guys saw this in the news uh, there there's been a little bit of, uh, of some apple news going on there there's an there's a, an announcement on the 20th of of October which is next Wednesday Um, and if you're listening to this in the past, it it was, uh, Wednesday, the 20th of October. (laughs) So forget how that works out. But, uh, our, our dear friend over at, uh, at at forkbomber.net, um, Stephen Hackett is going to be on the show and we're going to, we're going to do a rundown analysis on what, uh, could possibly be in, in that announcement. We have a feeling that it could be a brand new OS from, 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 uh, from Apple, um, uh, we have a feeling they might be going to 107 completely bypassing all the other small steps and going straight to uh uh something called Lion. We're not too sure exactly. To the kill. <laughs> We're not exactly sure what's in it. Um uh Andy Anatko has his own uh his own I would say suspicions um and so do the guys at 9to5Mac. We're talking about touch interface computing. We're talking about uh, FaceTime for the desktop. Maybe tie- finally tying in the whole FaceTime thing. And, but something that, that Andy really brought, uh, Andy Notko really brought in, in, into thing, um, play on, on his, his latest blog post at, at Notco.com was um, that they have this huge data center down in, uh, in, in North Carolina. And it's like apparently it's the size of a Death Star. Um, and so like they're, they're like so about what right? What are they gonna do with it? You know, may, is it is it finally times the, the time that we go to iTunes.com and we start stop having our music on our computers, or are they gonna do something with mobile me that's even actually gonna be pretty good this time? Um, are we gonna see some cloud computing from, from 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 Macintosh or is it just gonna be like, okay, well, you know, we're just so big, we needed more room. So, I don't know what the speculation is on that. We'll, 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 we're not really big into rumors here. Uh, we'd, we'd much rather get the actual facts all wrong. So, so we'll, we'll do that with, uh, with Stephen Hackett and, uh, and um, uh, next week in our, in our post, uh, post announcement analysis. Um, sounds, sounds so technical, we say it like that. Eh? <laughs> well,
2: that's
0: exactly what it is. But Apple's making some big news these days. I don't know, you guys see this in the press today. Yeah, three hundred dollars, baby! Oh my God, Steve, did you, did you, did you manage to get that? Do you have that in Kansas City? The news?
1: Oh yeah, they um, they fit that in between the uh, the Chilean miners and the uh, class action commercials on uh, on TV. But yeah, I saw that. Um, I have to preface though that any forward looking uh, comments we make shouldn't uh, influence people and talk to professional um, uh, financial planners before making any decisions. But
2: um site Cypher Details. Um
1: purchase required site for details. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. For details. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, three hundred bucks,
0: holy cow. Um uh, yeah, and you know what the worst thing is? Microsoft right now is sitting at twenty five oh seven or was sitting at twenty five oh seven.
1: But but they were already Microsoft uh Yahoo are already the largest by market cap. So what exactly. does this make them like?
2: I mean, Yahoo largest or Apple?
1: by another step.
0: I mean... Sorry, you confused me there. Yahoo were biggest? Sorry, did I say
1: Yahoo? Yeah, I, you I said meant, Yahoo. Uh,
0: I meant Apple. Well, Google uh, Apple, Google's sitting at 540, 546, right? About. Yeah, but
1: it's the number of shares, right? Okay. Once you multiply the shares out by the share value, the market cap of, of, of Apple, they're, they're the biggest on the tech hill right now. That's amazing. By far. That is yeah. amazing. So, well,
0: should have bought $4. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I should listen to Forrest Gump all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, really. You mean didn't it, you didn't invest in the fruit company? Not invest in any <laughs> fruit companies back then. Oh uh, dear. No, I, I took all um no, that's actually uh there's a joke about Nortel uh stock and if you if you if you um traded in all the the beer bottles you had bought with that stock went out is at high, you'd 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 make more on the returns than you would within your stock would be worth right now, so um I, I don't i don't really <laughs> i don't know i don't do stocks <laughs> i am still waiting for them to bounce back <laughs> i don't think, yeah i don't think you're gonna get very well there so you'll have to excuse my my raspy cough i'm actually uh suffering pretty badly since last week i don't know if you guys can hear this but i'm uh, I'm drinking medicine uh as opposed to most weeks I think yeah, your medicine, right? you,
1: you're not taking it neat so i'm uh i gotta figure out what the prescription is.
0: Well, I've been, I've, I've been watching too much Mad Men, so that should be a clue. Mm. Um, ben, you want to take a guess here? It's a Twelve. year. 12, yeah, that's that freaking spot on, man. That's pretty amazing. So, uh, is it single or malt? Or, or? single. It's a single malt, yeah. Single. You, you know that already because you know what I, I drink. But this is not a Glen It's actually a Glen Livet. Yep. So I'm actually drinking a, a 12-year-old Glen Livet single malt that was given to me by uh, my grandfather-in-law. So I'm I'm actually uh, hopefully by the end of the show I'll be rocking, <laughs> or I'll be asleep. Uh, <laughs> you guys are to, asleep to you, <laughs> you know recuperate. Yeah, up to you guys to decide on that one. So uh, three hundred dollars a share—that's just crazy talk. I mean, that's like talk about role reversal, though, right?
2: Well, it had to happen at some point.
0: I mean, and and now that uh, I don't know if you guys saw some of the commercials and some of the announcement for for Mobile's phone seven. Um, I mean the 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 one commercial where everybody's falling down and getting hurt and there's loud music and then and then you know it says really that that actually was quite interesting but the rest of it just doesn't really I don't know it just doesn't really seem to appeal to me the the mobile phone 7. I'm, Microsoft has yet to hit a real big home run with a, with a Windows Mobile OS in a heck of a long time. Do you guys have any any thoughts as to what this might do?
2: Uh well, Go ahead Steve. Uh, well, I was just going to say I, I, I
1: haven't, we haven't had a chance to play with one yet. I'm still waiting for a test uh, model, but um, have yeah, you, have you
0: you've, you've asked Rogers Miranda for one of those too?
1: <laughs> no, that's a, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if we mention her again next week, uh, or or maybe Elise, we could maybe turn that into a drinking game too. We can leave uh, Andre out of it this week, and uh, oops, I was too late now. Again.
2: <laughs> drink so, Andre, um, drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and you should you should catch Andre when he's on uh futures and biotech. Uh they, they talk about a lot of smart stuff. Okay. But um Yeah, that's on the Twit network
0: at twit.tv and on iTunes the Futures and Biotech.
1: But uh um yeah, no, uh, from what I hear though, they've they really overhauled the whole OS as opposed to um taking their operating system and just stripping it down and and, and and shoehorning it into a phone. They've actually built a phone OS from the bottom up uh, and, and really concentrated on making a phone OS that first of all is the OS and then the apps come next. So I'm curious to see how that approach works. Um, will it be a true multitasking phone? Or will you know they have to sort of put things to sleep? I guess coming back a little bit to our tablet talk. Uh, yeah, I mean, will it be will it be
0: a little bit like the iPad and how and how the iPhone works now?
1: Yeah. So I mean, if, if if it works really well and is solid and doesn't crash and doesn't have stupid start buttons where it doesn't make sense to you on a phone, it might be a good number three or number four. Um, but if they if they really bungle it up. Then you know you might as well have a go out and buy a an Nokia or something.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hoping uh,
2: it's not the new Zune.
0: Well, and that's <laughs> what it's doing. I mean, they're they're building a little bit on some of the Zune's cooler features um, and having everything like and being one big big page and, and in and out real quick into your applications and stuff. So they've they've tried real hard to make that um, to make it that snappy. From what I've seen, obviously i haven't touched one i've only i'm going on 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 reports I'm seeing online and i'm going based on 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 videos that Microsoft has shown me that's probably the worst thing you could do because we all know how Nokia sped up their videos for the uh, the n ninety seven where it looked like it was like screaming fast faster than uh, than 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 uh, than the ipad and, and in reality when you got it it was just uh, it was just a slow train to nowhere um so uh, <sighs> I re I you know what, I almost want Microsoft to do well. Uh, but in reality I just know what's gonna happen. I mean you just you just look at the keynote with uh with, with Steve Ballmer and you're just it doesn't inspire much confidence. At all. At all. I mean and they got I mean they've it's the players they've got in involved with it too. Everybody's launching is still slightly different. It's they still don't have the grasp on it as 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 you know. That That whole type control that we're so used to with Apple and that we've come accustomed to like this is the phone, this is what it's going to look like, this is how it's going to perform, guaranteed, and every other thing out there has been like, okay, this is what we propose eh, it's up to you guys to decide whether or not you want to implement that or not, and I kind of like get really annoyed when I when I hear hear that and and, and, and see issues like that, just like how Sony is really screwing their Xperia right now users by by not really doing a two a two a, a push on I think it's it's two froyo or is that uh, or is that another thing? Um, I can never get the the Android release names properly. I, th- I think two point uh, 2. two is froyo.
1: I, I don't know the release names. I know that's when he stalled at two one right now.
0: Yeah. So wow. and it's and it's really pissing off the guys who bought these these uh, guys like P Luke who bought these a uh, these eight point one megapixel camera phones and that are pretty pretty damn hot. Um, I saw. I actually had a chance to have a look good look at that phone on uh, on last Thursday. We we met up for. Uh, for a quick uh, beer and uh, and and watch the um, the Habs game last Thursday, and that was actually quite a lot of fun. Uh, but that phone is actually it actually looks really really nice. It's just when you when you hear some of the stuff that, that that P. Luke has to say about it, you're like, oh really? Oh, it's a shame. But we'll let him we'll let him go into detail about that himself on, on when he comes on the show.
1: But, but coming back to the Microsoft phone, it, it all comes down to what they allow you to do with it and how open and close it is because. You know, if you can just download whatever you want on the phone, you know, you're gonna have people running Citrix on it, or you know, <laughs> what I mean, like, you, you can just imagine what people can think of and say, "Well, what a great idea! Let me, you know, run a virtual machine on here, or something ridiculous." And people can say, "Well, well, the phone's crummy."
0: Yeah, well, it's gonna be. There's always there's always gonna be that one guy who who, who wrote an application uh, for his company uh, for Windows CE three zero one, and he wants it to work. On 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 this phone. I mean, I think you're going to have some of that, and I think I don't think I don't know if Microsoft has the balls to tell that guy to shove it. Um, Probably not. Well,
1: no, I think I think they actually took a stand of no reverse compatibility on this one. Oh, really? Which is totally not in the Microsoft playbook. Absolutely not. Right?
0: So interesting, interesting. And then again, it's it's will hackers find some way of virtualizing uh, the older OSs onto this phone too? Um, and then turning it into like a, just a really bad Motorola Q.
2: <laughs>
0: Who knows? Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, you uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ever a Motorola Q will know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so good. Good luck. Good luck to Microsoft. You know, let's try and get your share up to uh, to at least 100 bucks. <laughs> at least you could be an almost player. <laughs> but one thing, one thing I will say, Microsoft has done well is uh, their release of um, Microsoft Office 2011 for the Mac, which is not out yet. I did manage to get an advanced release on that. What? And it it is actually pretty damn impressive. Outlook is actually very, very strong. Uh, It loads incredibly fast. I I blogged about this a a couple weeks ago. It loads incredibly fast, um, and it is... Uh, an actual good product. Um it's still the ribbon still ticking me off a little bit. I mean uh um, it, when you're using Word it's it's gray on gray. They don't make the ribbon a different color when you're using Excel, they go to a green and when you're using PowerPoint I think it's an orange kind of ribbon, oh, so it kind of like yeah. it kind of blows your mind a little bit. Um but I mean I I think you you can compared to like how the old um Office 2008 looked, it it, it still looks a hell of a lot better. Um it performs better. Um and like I said, Outlook is an actual real version of Outlook, including uh, talk to Exchange servers. I, th- I believe it's Exchange 2007 servers. Um, I think 2003 as well. I have to verify that, um, but it, it works well. And you can you can update your rules. You can you can send actual calendar re- requests. You can you know play around with the out of office um, message. Everything. So okay. you know it actually is really really good. They've actually kind of like admitted that. Some people are using Macs in corporate world, which is pretty interesting. I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't use it if if that was the only reason. If if you didn't work in a corporate environment, I wouldn't use Outlook. Anyways, there's much much better calendaring tools out there. There's especially for on the Mac, especially speaking. Uh, there's much better mail applications. I I really do prefer mail um, and and stuff like that. But if you're in a corporate environment, it's nice to play ball with this, with 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 what other people have.
1: Um, you know, not only that, even if you're not, people are used to Outlook and, and know how to use Outlook. It's familiar. I, I mean, I used to use Outlook at home for home email, even though it wasn't a t- talking to an exchange server. I just had it talking to Google. Um, oh, I did too. But I think it also serves another purpose is it, it takes a lot of the pain away from Blackberry users. Uh, I don't know if anybody's tried to synchronize a BlackBerry on a Mac with Entourage or anything else. Crash. It's miserable. It is miserable, but uh, I mean that. I
0: mean that's for the the uh, the BlackBerry users that aren't on a bez. When you're on a bez, there is no syncing. It's just done all over the air. So oh, I was actually sure. I was doing all of my my BlackBerry syncing with uh, with. Um, uh, with my old Mac, and it was all done over the air, and I didn't have to do anything. So yeah, but if you didn't have a bed and you just had the cable sync, it would be I ni- probably would be a nightmare. It, it was, was nightmare.
1: horrible. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, I, I, you know, if you buy a BlackBerry, you really shouldn't be cable syncing anymore. You should be on a data plan, and you should try to be doing some. You know, some. You should I do this? Do something through Gmail, or just do something different than
2: than a, than a cable related. Well, yeah. Stuff. Well, now you have the options to do that, but I mean, at some point, yeah. you, you had to. Yeah, to sync everything because it wouldn't sync over the air, obviously. No, no. But you want it to sync with your Mac, so you plug it in, and then
0: no, it was an it, it, was it was an nightmare. it was a nightmare. I mean, uh, All my, out
2: nightmare.
0: Hold yeah, and this is this is this is just 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 Blackberry's um, conceit. They're they're just conceited in, in not conceit, but they're conceited in uh, in their attitude towards you know who their who their audience is and who their 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 market is. Um, they don't really care. They they never really cared about Mac users. It was all like, okay, well here, here's a bone, whatever. Go go play and yeah. whatever, um, and and. To, no, to they, deg- want,
2: they want corporate. They don't they don't want to the, cool hipsters.
0: Yeah, they want corporate, they but they don't even they're not even that that, that fussed about going out and, and really making corporate happy either. I mean, if you just look at their website, um, it's it's only in English. There this is a is a Canadian company without a French presence on the web, and I call them out for it every single chance I has, but that for me that just that just reeks of unprofessionalism. You you want to to get in with the banks, you want to get in with uh, uh, you know, national Canadian players. You have you should have a bilingual site. You should offer a bilingual service, not an okay. Well, we threw in at the last minute because cause you Frenchies whined. That is probably like the worst attitude you could ever have towards your your corporate customers because they end up doing what standardizing on iPhones yep. and and you know is is that going to happen or not. So I I have a bone to pick with with BlackBerry yeah, and it hasn't it's been a long time coming. I I've, I've always loved them because they're Canadian, but now they're just they're just arrogance is just is just starting to get to get annoying. It's very un-Canadian.
1: There is um, a certain blind spot that they haven't covered yet in the way that they uh adjust the market here in Canada. But at the same time, we're not their biggest market segment. So, you know, Created in Waterloo and sold in the U.S. mostly, right? So, yeah. Well, it created in Waterloo,
0: headquartered in Texas, isn't it? Uh, no, not so I don't so. the
2: headquarters
0: here. No, I thought they, I thought they made a big push to go to Texas. Well, so, they probably uh, have an no. office out there, yeah, uh, corporate office. Yeah,
1: probably to fight all their patent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there's uh, East- There was quite a lot of them. Yeah, well, there's in East Texas. Um, district or circuit court judge out there that's very liberal in his interpretation of patent laws. So whenever you see any kind of uh, company, you know, trying to either defend or to prosecute, uh, you know, to defend their rights on uh, certain patents that they believe they have, um, they will always file in Texas. Nice. Nice. Now, did, did
0: you yeah. see did you see that a few a few weeks ago there was like this big org chart about which telco is is suing which telco Are
2: saw they the headline didn't, each
1: other? yeah it's
0: uh it's it's a big incestuous pool of i don't know something <laughs> I'm trying not to insult half the world by making some kind of stupid joke but yeah i know it's it's very it's very you know my mama said. Your mama said. You yeah. bet.
2: It's the whole he said, she said. Oh, it's worse you know, than that. They're though. lobbing bombs at each other, going, "Yeah, you said this. no, no, you said that, and I wrote this, and you wrote that." Blah blah blah. Just yeah. Look. No, it's pretty. It's pretty sad. It is sad. It is sad because you're not going forwards with this. You're going backwards. Exactly. You know? It's like instead of giving the customers what they need, what they want, and to listen to what's out there. Like, no, you're taking this to court like a bunch of little babies, and you're just duking it out. It's it's a waste of time. But you know, so I understand there there has to be some some protection of uh, corporate rights. I I agree, intellectual rights, same thing. But I mean, they're nitpicking where the apostrophes are going, you know, and that's that's becoming tedious, my opinion. I, know, can, I completely in, agree. In, in one sense, though, they have to protect
1: their patents, and if they don't protect them, they lose them. And on the other side, it usually just gets settled by somebody paying a licensing fee. We'll say, exactly. you know what? We'll Settle give you 20000 That's it. Yeah, we'll give you $20,000. We're licensing it, and that's the end of it. But they've done their homework, they, they've protected their patents. So that means that the next person who tries to attack it. You can say, no, you know what, no, we have this patent, we've defended it successfully, we're licensing it to people, you can either get on board or, you know, talk to our lawyers. Exactly. But speaking of lawsuits, I saw an article this week, and honestly, I didn't know if I should feel happy or sad, because it's it kind of like the the ugly divorce that nobody really wins, Facebook won this eight hundred plus million dollar lawsuit with this Montreal based spammer, and I'm on one side, part of me is rooting that the spammer, you know, got his up and comings, and on the other side, the fact that Facebook won a hundred million dollar lawsuit, I'm like, ah, you almost wish that the spammer won, and it's just this saying where you don't know who to root for.
0: No, exactly. I mean, it's and and the, you know, it's like it's like it, it's always nice when some when some Montrealer or some some local Canadian sticks it to some big jerk. Um, and yeah, they're and
2: sticking and they're sticking.
0: Yeah, and then, no. but I mean, like I completely hate spam to begin with. So yeah, it was like okay, uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. There's there's a, a little bit of a of a ambivalence there.
2: What, what was the uh, what was the final tally for that? He owed four hundred million. Is that what? Uh, Eight hundred and something million, dollars almost almost a billion. Eight dollars. Yeah, almost yeah. a billion
1: dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, there was I think a hundred or four hundred dollars per per offense spam plus a yeah. hundred or four hundred the same amount punitive damages, punitive damages, yeah, as well. So basically, they doubled. It should have been four hundred and something million, but they doubled it for punitive damages.
0: That's just ridiculous.
1: That's just and this ridiculous. this was awarded in a U.S. court. They then came to Quebec um, Quebec court to uphold the U.S. decision, and the Quebec judge said, "Yep, we can't contest it. It was a legitimate uh, verdict, and we have to recognize it." And this guy, they extraditing uh, him or. No, no. He, there's no. It's, uh, oh, it's it, not no, criminal. No it's it's it, civil. It's just a. It's just, it's just a law. Civil. It's just a fine. So he's basically gonna declare he's bankruptcy, bankrupt. and Facebook will become one of the many, many creditors uh, in this guy's line. So they're never gonna see the 800 million. It's symbolic. Yeah. But it just it sets also, precedence, too. Well, it sets it sends a warning shot across the bow of anybody thinking of using Facebook's API to spam, right?
2: that 's facebook 's job yeah. <laughs> because on the other hand, they well, get to, well played <laughs> on the other hand, they get to the toy with everybody 's privacy and everybody's little secrets, and it just you know broadcasts that out there to everybody to see, but nobody's ever going to think about going back to sue them well, i don't know if going to win I don't
0: know if you guys saw this. Um, I linked to it this morning uh, or this morning or yesterday and 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 eric um, Eric brought it up again. But um, this guy at the BBC just decided he would create an account for somebody he knows. And he basically put in her email address and put in a few little dates that would work here and there. Not even any real information about her. And then basically hit go. Didn't even get the confirmation email yet. And it already says, hey, we think you know these 25 people. So I got he calls that. he calls her up and he says, Hello, do do you really know all these people? And she goes, Oh bloody hell, yes. And and, and is like like you know, uh, that's a new way of, of, of finding of stalking people. You don't even have to like all you need to know is one email address for that person and likelihood that you will find everything else about that person is pretty I, high. I have that. I had I I
2: received something like that similar uh, last week. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Some, and, and then the some, guy... Somebody from the- has gotten my, my, my email address, my, my Google address, because we, on another, uh, something completely unrelated to Facebook or whatever, we were communicating, and he, the Facebook, automatically sent me an invitation to become uh, his friend. I'm not on Facebook. I don't even have an account. But I received this, and at the same time, get this, uh, you're on there, Magoo's on there, at the bottom. Say these are other people that you might know on Facebook. How the hell do they know all these people? And th- That's this has, it's automatically because... going through my emails. No, because, because he's upload
0: he's uploaded his entire address book to that to to, yeah, to, to and, Facebook, and Facebook and they... just does all this relational kind of like matching data well, mining.
2: Exactly. But I mean, to to get that, they have to know who I'm communicating with.
0: Uh, I like to call those moments. I like okay. to call those moments "what the Zuck" kind of moments because yeah, it's typical Zuckerberg zuck. scummy mo- mo- uh, moments uh, and, and, and 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 ploys. Um, I don't know. I, I, okay, I, should this be considered spam? It's not. It's not really spam because it, it's it's mostly social engineering. It's not social networking at this point. There there
1: there's some, some there's some serious social engineering in there.
2: This is taking all because the, the, thing, the thing Facebook the
1: should book. be doing is they should be saying, "Okay, do you want me to see if any of your friends are on board?" And you say yes. You click it, they say, Oh, we found three friends and the right thing to do is to take those email addresses and flush them afterwards because we've done our job now. We found your three friends that are in your address book and now you're connecting with them. Already now they're ahead of the game because there's three more people that are connected and social graphs are widening. But they're persisting the data and you know, over time. They will delete your stuff.
0: They would delete your stuff for 16 months. So they, they're going to hold on to your address book for 16 months.
1: Yeah. And then they see, well, you know, yeah, you know, Francois knows me. You know me. You guys both uploaded the thing. For sure, I'm going to get an email saying the two of you know me and a good chance that three quarters of your address books, there'll probably be three or four or five other people that I know and they'll, they'll, they'll suggest them. And I didn't do anything exactly. other than, you know, know you guys. And, exactly. Exactly
2: which is ir- and, and, which is the irony because i'm i'm not even on facebook and yet here they are everybody that i know is being called out to me you you're also a very
0: latecomer uh, to to the Facebook games, so so the likelihood that your friends are already on the book is actually insanely big. So oh, yeah. you're, you're seeing, 100%. you're, I mean, you're seeing this in a light that that none of us none of us would normally see because you know
2: because you have Facebook accounts.
0: We have Facebook accounts, and 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 we probably did. I mean, I never uploaded anything any address book to Facebook. I just went and said, okay, I know, I think I know this guy. I think I know this guy. I think I know this guy, and then. But, you know, the scary thing is really is is that, is that Facebook will, will once you upload, they will ask you and they will almost pressure you into uploading your, your, um, your address book. And until you do it, um, they're going to keep asking you, keep asking, keep asking. Hey, you know what? You don't, I don't think we have enough friends yet. Uh, you're a bit of a loser. Would you like some more friends? We got some friends for you. Uh, you know, I don't think you have enough friends. And, and they do over and over and over again you. until you do it. And then when you do it, they hold on to that data for a very, very long amount of time. And they're then able yeah, to do a lot of when, relationships. When I
1: when I looked for, uh, did some of this stuff. It was back when they were sort of friendly and sort of less evil. Yeah, um, and, and and you know before all the privacy issues and they when they were still promising to be be the good curators of your data and all this stuff. And Facebook was fun, you know. Well, it was uh, all about pokes. <laughs> yeah, it was all about pokes and farms and no, and it you know, was even
0: before stuff. the farms. Yeah the farms were already a bit of evil um and and the the, the funny thing now is that is that i cannot for some reason be able to tell people that i don't want to be their friends i'm getting i'm getting more and more our company's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and and i know people by name and that's about it and they're wanting to be friends with me on on facebook and i don't really know anything about these people and i don't want to get led them into my personal life and facebook is for is for and i've said this a million times so if you're offended but from this it's because you really don't know me that well but i've always said this that facebook is for people i've had a beer with and if I haven't had a beer with you, and we're not friends, we won't be on the book together. So it is, you know what? It's a fine line to draw, and and, and I'm using the limited profile more and more, and, p- and I'm starting to put people that I've been kind of know knowing a little bit back onto the limited profile, and saying, hey, hey, you know what? You're you're spamming me with your with your Farmville stuff, and you and your and your and your far, and your, uh, your bake sale stuff. You know what? You're going on a limited profile because yeah. I just don't want I just don't want to get the spam from you, but also because you're so easily influenceable into all the spam, what else are you giving other people about me? I'm more worried about what you're telling people about me than what I am doing to, to what you're doing to your own self. I mean, you want to waste your whole day on Facebook. That's completely right up to you. Yeah. I, waste, I waste my day on Twitter. So I have no, I, you know, I can't pick up. You're calling it black. <laughs> exactly. I cannot, I cannot pick a bone with that. But once, once, once you start harming my data, then I get annoyed. So, you know, and it's just a little, a little thing I found lately. And I can't find a good reason to leave Facebook because there's still those, 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 you know, 10, 15, 20 people, which I really, you know, would not be able to keep in touch with if it wasn't for, for Facebook. It's annoying, but so I just have to be very careful of what we do on, on the book. I didn't want this to turn into uh, to a, a, a Facebook show. I'm trying not to give him as much uh, much time as possible, but it's it's God, becoming yeah. We just did that, didn't we? It's becoming inevitable, especially with a social network movie out and everything. So, what can I say? Yeah.
2: Well.
1: Well, we'll, we'll do Secretariat next week. We'll <laughs> horses. <laughs> Let's not and say we did, eh? Yeah, <laughs> so I, 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 I'm just. I just want to know if 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 the horse will win the race. I you know. Uh,
0: <laughs> so uh, Steve, speaking of all this, you know, like movies
1: and and books and all that, how are you getting on with your Kindle? Oh, uh, we're fast friends. Fast friends. Um, I haven't installed the Audible app on it yet, but uh, it's great. I've uh, I bought Super Freakonomics uh, on it. Okay, and uh, it, it's it's really good for reading. Uh, did, did did you read on the plane? Uh, yeah, I did. Nobody gave me a hard time with it. Um, I was why, asked why to take it, off my... Why would they give you a hard time with that? P- people and electronic devices that they don't recognize. Look, in the last 20 minutes of the flight and the descent, they had me take my... I, I missed the end of the A-team because mm-hmm. I had to take my noise-canceling headsets off because she said they're an electronic device. But regular headsets were fine. I said, what if I turn the noise canceling off? Well, that's still an electronic device, sir. So It's because you didn't buy her headsets for $14. For, yeah, well, they were $3. Okay, $3. Reasonable. But, <laughs> uh, you know, so I said, I'm not going to argue with her, and I'm not going to take my Kindle out, because I'm not about to explain to her that it's actually not even using power right now. Yes,
0: yeah, because, uh, you know, you just don't want to lose your
1: Nexus Pass now. Now I'm on. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's what it is, eh? Now he's all playing Mr. Nice Guy because he's got a Nexus pass.
1: <laughs> By the way, oh, what did
0: you, you lose it when I say that? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like the game. Gone. It's like the game, eh? If, you,
1: if if I even mention the game, you lost. <laughs> it's like Fight Club. <laughs> but um, I have to say, uh, I flew Air Canada, and and. People often complain about our local carrier, right? And it's it's a Canadian punching bag, Air Canada. But having flown on United and Continental and Delta and Northwest in the last number of years, I walked into an Air Canada Airbus today, um, two days ago, and wow, renovated like new seats private uh screens on every headrest the guy next to me lived in milwaukee and he was telling me how he flies air canada whenever he can because he doesn't get that in any of the american carriers and it's true i made my connecting flight in chicago flew on united on another airbus so we're not talking about a regional jet and it was like these blue vinyl seats from the 80s yeah. all that was missing was the ashtray on the armrest and i'm thinking wow basically the same plane but ridiculous on how the comfort and and the amenities were and it, and i didn't pay 400 more for my ticket it was you know, I could have gotten the same price, United or Continental, uh, well, they're all the same company now, but um, or even Delta Flight, but not been that comfortable. Definitely wouldn't have been able to watch it out of the A-Team. So it was, uh, it was a bit eye-opening, having actually flown on a lot of other carriers to see the difference. So I don't know if I should, but good job Air Canada. Ooh. Okay, good for you. I'm, I mean, yeah.
0: I I've, I've, I don't like flying locally. Air Canada. I find that they the service Inter Canadian is a little bit. Well, it depends on where you're flying. I mean, if you, if you do the milk run Montreal Toronto, you might as well just like set, you are setting yourself up to be punched in the face. I, I you know it might be great from to going to BC and stuff. It's fine, but I. I I, I found that international long haul flights with Air Canada have always been great. You know, if you're going if you're going to say like, you know, I mean I consider California international long haul because it's you know it is pretty much of a long flight. But um you know, uh, going to London, Paris, I mean I've never had a problem with, with uh with AC. They've always been very, very good. Um still not British Airways, but still very, very reasonable, so I can't complain either.
2: I don't fly, so we're okay.
0: Yeah, we got to yeah. fix that. Did you, get, did you get a passport yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, I got a passport. I just, I just don't fly. Because we're going international, baby. Christmas time, <laughs> 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 yep, Christmas man. time, the big show. The big show, Christmas time. I'll slap it down, baby. Big Pan-Atlantic show. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, well, um, maybe we should do it from the air. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, uh, you know, your, your hotel Wi-Fi is not that great right now, so I think... Uh, I think we're pretty much going to
1: uh be careful. Well, I'm I'm definitely showing yellow for my internet speed. So, oh, really yellow. Is yeah. that a Windows thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we it's have a to
0: point color. out we have to point out that that since Steve is on a business trip uh with I, I did quote things there uh, you put air quotes My little air quotes there no one can see cuz this is like you know a podcast but uh he had to bring his his his, his lenovo and uh and so there's no uh, there's no Mac-y goodness uh so it's quite quite funny really i
1: i find that amusing did, did you see my uh my tweet from um trudeau airport i was at gate 75 and i was the only guy without a, a mac
0: yes Yes, I was
1: I was, I was, was laughing internally. It was very funny for me. To, to feel cool, I had my iPhone on one lap and I had my Kindle on the other. I didn't even take the Lenovo out. I,
0: I, I, <laughs> I don't need that. I have iPhone. I have iPhone Kindle. I, I screw you guys. I'm in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Dear, that's quite funny, actually. Well, did I tell you guys about the time I went to, uh, to Leicester B. Pearson Airport? Not be uh, Pearson Porter Airport on the island, Toronto City Island. Oh, that's that's fantastic. So I I, I show up, you know, the Montreal lounge. You you you're, you have to walk to the to the furthest possible uh, little uh, thing. It takes you about half an hour to, just to get to the Porter to Porter check when you fly out of Montreal because you know everything else is Air Canada, Air Canada, Air Canada, and then they basically put some tape over the Air Canada sign with a white piece of paper saying Porter. Uh, so, it's but you pen- get
1: it's actually a tunnel to Mirabelle.
0: But you get exactly halfway to Mirabelle, You grab a flight uh, in Hawkesbury. But uh, <laughs> so when you land at Toronto City Island, you you know you get off and it's it's a nice airplane airport. And you you walk out and it's fine. But when you come back t- and and you're flying out of Toronto, first of all you get to the checkout and it's there's like, there's like twenty five IMAX. You know basically uh, behind where the 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 counter personnel are right. So they're all running. Running these IMAX, and I, I, I had a quick look behind it, and they're actually running DOS Windows inside OS X or, or inside uh, Windows or something. But they're not running OS X; like they're running this DOS window because that's what apparently the um, the uh, the Canadian air travel whatever we're, uses, right? I mean, please call me out if you work from Porter and, and and tell me that you've got some other cool application behind it. But they but they went ahead and decided I'm, we're just buying IMAX you know and, and it is it, we're not we're not maybe, maybe the software we're going to run isn't going to be cool but we're going to look cool, so, look
2: cool.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know too many uh, people that are making cool aviation software no I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know
0: so then so then you go down and you go down to the lounge and the and you know the portal lounges is, is renowned for having free food so there's drinks there's snacks there's coffee there's uh, there's seven up there's just no beer that's the only thing that i didn't see is i didn't see any beer uh, but you could about you could you could you could basically d- dine there for for a long time um and then there's a little their their wi fi is unbelievable every single seat has at least three plugs to to plug in your laptops into it as well and then they have this little section all like you know very very cool very uh modern art and looking and all that that has another fifteen iMacs. and they're just like here here's our free computers use them and those are all you re- running the lockdown version. Of, of, of OS X. So the, the one I used to set up for the kids where it has like it's three icons. It has like a Safari icon, it has like a, um, a photo booth icon or a Skype icon, or you know, just, just enough icons to, to use some programs. And it, the rest of the OS is completely locked down. So you can't do anything else with it. But you have this, this computer you can use for a while. Um, I, was, I was gobsmacked. I was unbelievable. I've never been in a first class lounge, so I don't know if this is what it's usually like in a first class lounge. This was not a first class lounge; this was their standard. Everybody flies the same way, Porter. Everybody's first class. But uh, if if that's what the air, the first class lounge is at Air Canada, then I'm I'm want to work my points up a bit. I want to upgrade. I want to upgrade because because <laughs> that is how the better half should really live. Yeah, it'd be nice with a couple hundred million dollars. I, 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 did, you, did you? have you ever flown first class, Steve?
1: Yeah, actually um two or three trips ago, uh I get my tickets to fly and whenever you fly uh, with the company, you know, almost all companies will basically fly you economy uh wherever you go. And I flew through Chicago both ways and three out of the four legs I was bumped up to first class. Oh wow. Which which is nice cuz you get to Board early, and you—they don't—they they sort of don't rush you, and have more room to put your bag down and to get comfy, and somebody takes your jacket for you. Um, but when you're flying domestic, it's not like you get a better meal. If they bring you a drink, and they'll hang up your coat, and you just sit more comfortably. Oh. But the the part that really felt douchey though was at the um, at the United counter. You know, they ask you to board. And they have this, like, six-foot-long by three-foot-wide red carpet that is cordoned off. And when they call you to board, you have to walk on this carpet. And <laughs> waiting there. I walk by a guy wearing an Armani suit who was waiting to board on economy and I'm wearing a Jinx T shirt and a pair of jeans <laughs> and I'm walking by him going in uh, you know, he must have thought I was a trust fund big, you know brat or something. Some angel you know, investor. Getting called in and I'm I'm walking in on this like red carpet feeling like the shame and you know it really felt awkward. And and why did I have to walk on this carpet? You know, they they actually corralled me through. They would not let me go around. So and then I crazy. sat down, and 10 feet away from where this guy in the Armani suit is sitting. They have this little flimsy curtain, you know, and my seat is like five inches wider. So it's not really like, you know, they're they're, they're spraying us with champagne and I'm having steak dinners or whatever, <laughs> uh, you know. And, and I got bumped up once to a uh, business class uh, doing a direct from Montreal to Minneapolis because we, we had a friend who who worked at that, I uh, can't remember if it was north. Yeah, it was northwest. And, uh, you know, it was kind of neat. But I actually opted to switch out the meal that they served because back then they, they served you a supper or lunch because it was just long enough to, to get the meal. And I switched up for the hoagie because the thing they gave you was like dripping in, I don't know what it was dripping in, and it was like weird <laughs> pumpernickel bread. It just didn't, it looked like roadkill in a sauce. So I said, said, what what are the eating back there? And she says, oh, it's a hoagie, you know, with such disdain, you know, and, (laughs) and, and, all she had was a fancy scarf to separate her from the other flight attendant that sits on the other side of the curtain. You know, no, it always, that always makes me laugh,
0: though. That, 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 that classes thing when, when you when you when you're flying, especially on a long haul flight, because at the end of the day, you're, you're on the same plane, and you're breathing the same air, and you're you're in the you know you're yeah. and you're in there for seven hours with these people, and all they get sure they get to lie down a little bit more, but they're a curtain away from my two screaming boys. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> we're always they always put us right at the bulkhead because we have the babies, right? So you're in you're in first class and and you're trying to lie down and then you got these screaming monstrous children just blurting at you ah!
1: and you're like i paid first class for this <laughs> so so i actually turned around and said said somebody I said anybody's want to switch my meals with me and the guy like in the first row you know who i can actually see diagonally said oh i'll switch with you you know he was all i guess you know anxious to you know whatever so i got his hoagie or what was supposed to be his hoagie <laughs> and it worked out great i was super happy you know that's, cool. But, that's uh, cool but you're talking about the kids in the first class on our trip to switzerland um they one of the you know i don't know if it's flying in or flying out we're we're right in the middle very close to the business class section exactly so I was, I that, that's talking, where the bulkhead is right yeah that's why i, I was talking to the, the girl on the phone i said hey uh Look, I don't want to be that guy with the kids fucking the guy (laughs) who's spending three grand on his ticket. You know, she says, don't worry. There's a road in front of you with where they put the new
0: boards. (laughs) (laughs) That's us. That's us. That was us last flight to London. We just we just we had that we had that we had the two new boys and, and they were like they were just loud. It was mm-hmm. it was great, and but they weren't you know they weren't they're not my okay I, I must apologize my my boys I'm not saying they're 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 incredibly loud but they they're they're boys right so you know they're a little bit vocal and they're twins so they talk to each other a lot and they, you know and even even at six months they were well, and one of them doesn't want to go to bed well he doesn't want to go to bed. So we, we did a lot of walking around with him in the plane because we didn't want to be that guy either. But it is funny though because I, I did, I did kind of look cross out of that thing and one lady, she was just, she, she just, she just, we got on the plane, on the, on, on the plane and she was just annoyed that we were even there. She's like, oh. Wow. And like, and it's not as if my boys are like ugly either. Eh, they're, like, they're some pretty cute looking kids. So <laughs> she didn't even like the cuteness factor of the child. Didn't even like you know overstep how annoying this whole flight was going to be because there was babies there. Okay, then she's just sour. <laughs> she all. was just yeah, she was yeah. she was she was a sour old woman. But I laughed. I, I had to laugh. I and I, I probably even laughed a little bit out loud and smirked. But you know, like, it was quite funny. <laughs> I, I thought that was quite amusing. But let's get back to this Kindle story there. Oh, yeah. The Kindle.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Phew.
0: Okay. I know. What a tangent, eh? Yeah. Kansas City and back. So are you
1: (laughs) are you liking it? Uh, I am. um, it, It is almost too small. And I don't mean text or screen wise, but just you're holding it in your hand and you think it should be heavier. Uh, it, it's kind of like the same thing. Is, you know, you're, you're looking at watches, and you have a stainless steel watch in one hand, and then I don't know if you've ever picked up titanium. a titanium watch. Yeah, yeah. But you touch them, and they're gorgeous to look at because the color is kind of a little bit different. But you go to pick it up, and there's no weight to it, and I love you kind of like, especially the Tag Heuer ones. Oh, but the thing is, is you, you sort of want a a, a timepiece to have a bit of weight to it, you know? And it's a one thing is. Uh, I feel like it may end up going flying just because it's that small and that light. Would you
0: – is it is, is it? is it? Is it – if you, you know, put it in your, your cargo pants, would you forget it and wash it? No,
1: because it's rigid and, you know, okay. folding it, you'd notice it. But it definitely could go in the pocket. And if you just threw it, you, you might actually forget it. Now, mind you, I have the case. I bought the leather case for it because – uh, I, I spoke to a few people who didn't have cases, and they said that they've gone through three or four in a year. Really? Because they, they oh. travel a lot. But um, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Well, Amazon replaced them, right? So. Oh wow. See, yeah, he just been riding that uh, warranty out. But um, so I got the case. My wife has a case, and it, it keeps it nice and protected, and it gives it that little bit more. Uh, um volume, even though it doesn't have much weight. Gives, yeah. It, oop. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, it, it's so thin. Like, I mean, I think I mentioned this already. You can stack almost three of them up on top of each other to about, about the same width as my iPhone 3GS in its uh, in-case Yeah, you said uh, that. Protector. And that's ridiculously thin. So you know it, it on one side it's sexy on the other side you know you turn it on the side and you almost don't see it so you know
0: that's cool. and and you found that um, the books is not a problem buying books isn't isn't an issue you're getting all the books that you wanted the canadian books or the or the that that that's the um, library's fine
1: no yes um, they y- you if you buy a book in the states, you're buying it from the the Kindle uh, U.S. store. If you're buying it in Canada,
0: but it knows where you are.
1: Yeah, because uh, you're on a three G network, right?
0: Okay, so it lets you buy American books on your Canadian account.
1: Yeah, the the thing is though is, that, and well, in fact, you yeah, you end up buying them all from the I think from the uh, Amazon dot com store, right? But um, and I don't know, you know, I don't think you could buy from the .fr, the .ca store, for example, and so forth. Okay. But um, all the book rights are all, are, na- are national in, in, in their agreement. So in other words, if, you know, Penguin Books has a certain book for, that they publish in, in Canada, but the same book is published by... Random House in the US. Well, maybe Random House has agreed to of make it available to Kindle, but maybe Penguin hasn't. So, if there's a great book that you want to read, you have to check and see if it's available in Canada because it might not be, even though you could buy it if you lived in the US. So, the the, the collection has gotten larger and larger and larger, but or, originally I th- it got... Backfilled with a lot of stuff that's been out of copyright for a while, so a lot of Mark Twain, mm. you know, a lot of the classics, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, all this type, sort of stuff. Which which it's, I get off of
0: Stanza right now, so I'm I'm getting I'm getting those books for, through the Stanza, which is a bit annoying. For I like to read old classics in French, and, and sometimes the uh, once you get them for your your iP- your iPhone and the Stanza app, the accents are gone. So you're you're the, it's not as it's not as if they're replaced by some kind of weird HTML character. That letter is physically gone, right. so mm-hmm. it makes it unreadable. You you just can't. I the app anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's pretty it's pretty well, cool, the, but it's
0: um, it's not. I don't know. I'm, I, the Kindle app seems a lot stronger.
1: Yeah, well, the the Kindle is actually quite good for that, but you you would want to be able to just go in and buy any book, and it's not there yet. It's like going to Audible, and I love Audible, but they don't have everything and it's hard to have everything because you have to not, you can't just digitize it. You actually have to read so it. It's a narrator. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that, that takes the time it takes. Uh, but they also, you know, if you, depending on where you live, you may have a different narrator. Yeah.
2: Right?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't get like the, the Harry Potter here in Canada is not narrated by Stephen Fry, even though everybody wants it to be. It's narrated by some American guy. So, yeah. I mean, that, that stopped me from getting the, the Harry Potter on audible. Because um, my kids would love it; they would, they would love to listen to, to to Stephen Fry. He is just such a fantastic narrator. We've been there before. Let's not go back on that one too many times. But you know, I, I see where you're getting at with the net narration. So the the so that for buying the books, it's a little bit of annoyance at sometimes. Um, the selection is, but you're paying in American dollars, is what we hear as well. Um, and yeah, and and how and you can upload your own stuff, right? Like Audible,
1: yeah, and you can put PDFs in. As well, so that that's actually quite good. Okay. Um, so it's a bit complicated for lending books. Like um, yeah, you were saying that you were
0: saying that last podcast that it was like you had to deauthorize it and they had to reauthorize it on the other
1: side, right? Yeah, I'm mean, I half considering thinking of what's what, what's the value of having independent Amazon accounts uh, when you could just have one person, myself, my wife, whoever. Be the Amazon person for the Kindle purpose and just, you know, have all the Kindles under one person's name and then be able to have all the books on all the Kindles.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that completely. Actually, because I mean, it it it's not it's not like music taste, right? Where we're suddenly, you know, because your son downloaded some hardcore rap, you're suddenly being, you know, like influenced and or or always push these these other songs. Um, nine times out of ten, if if a book's that good, if my my daughter's like a book that much, I'll end up reading it anyways. Um, and then and then I don't always read what my wife reads because sometimes it's just pure garbage. But um, but you know, it, it might be interesting. You know, one day, you know, oh, I'll, I'll look into that book. You know, I'll look into that Daniel Steel one and see what it's all about. But if, you, if, it's a, if it's a huge hassle to do it,
1: then you'll never read it, right? Yeah, and and the thing is, is because the machines are would be separate machines, they each have their own bookmarks and, and so forth. It's, it, it would be where the iTunes model breaks down is if you're listening to, say, this podcast and you only have one iTunes account for like seven iPods and two people are listening to the same uh, podcast at the same time, and then one person goes and synchronizes their iPod, then the bookmark changes locations. Or it goes from unread to read, and the other person, you know... Doesn't even realize that they didn't re- re- uh, listen to something or their spot that they had saved. You know, they're not. They went from five minutes in to twenty-five minutes in. See, this so, is
0: where this is where we solve that problem by having two actual laptops. We have one iTunes account in the family, but we have two actual laptops, and each iPhone syncs with each individual, um, each individual laptop, and so the music library is is shared between the two. So um, all of the songs I have purchased are um, on both machines. That's not a problem. Um, and then the, any music that we like, like, like like there's there's only certain ABBA songs I will listen to and where my wife will listen to all of them. So her laptop will have more ABBA, mine will have more Muse, you know? <laughs> so it'll have more Incubus and hers will have more uh, um, Robbie Williams. So um, there, there are some individual taste preferences there, but like um, each machine downloads podcasts and sometimes, if they're they're shared, they're shared. That's great. But you don't have that problem with with um, uh, picking up um, picking up bookmarks and where you left off. Um, it is a bit of annoyance when you want to when you want to transfer movies, though, because you physically have to put it onto one iPod or iPhone and then take it to the other machine and then resync it to that other machine. That's the only yeah, well, way you can move a movie on on a
1: window, on on an iTunes account. What what we uh, what we have done is. Um We have the one Mac, but we have separate user accounts on the one Mac. And we put the music library in the shared folder. And we both have our own iTunes libraries in our user accounts. So we're both pointing to the same uh, database of music. Database of music and podcasts. But she has her own bookmarks. I have my own bookmarks. And everything's segregated, even though we're pointing to the same content.
0: And do you have do you have your own play counts going up and down, or do your play counts mix and match? No, we have our own play
1: counts. That's pretty interesting. Have, yeah. So uh, that and uh, iPhoto. Um, well, iPhoto is a little bit more involved. I, I think I wrote photos. a blog post about yeah. it. But um, but this is this else? is
0: something this is something that that, that, that would be good in a ten seven if you're listening and and they probably already saw this anyways. Is an iTunes server for the house. Like, you know, especially with an Apple TV and and all the multiple iPods and all that, I, I realized this weekend that in order to listen to something on the, IT, on the on the TV or the iPhone, the a machine always has to be on, even though I have a bank of hard drives plugged into an airport base station. Well, why don't I? Why can't I have an an, an iTunes server somewhere? You know, why can't that software know where that database of music is and go access it? Right? That would be amazing if we could have that i that would be great i would love it if that was that was that was possible so um because it, it is a little bit annoying to to uh keep upgrading my hard drive because my music taste increases on my laptop like I'm 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 at a 500 gig hard drive now and and a lot of it is is I mean 90 gig of it is is music and I have another 90 gigs of music I don't listen to hardly as much of, of other music that I've I've accumulated over the years so half my music library that I've, I've downloaded off of CDs is just sitting on some drive when I, I, and I access it randomly whenever I want to hear a song or so but I can't just go and get it whenever I want without having one machine dedicated to that hard drive that's a little bit annoying. I think what uh, I, I you know, there should be a better solution for that with iTunes.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's just a question of what, right? Is it a hard drive, a smart hard drive, or is it a um, some kind of a server or appliance? Um, you know, streaming you got, cloud. I don't know, I mean, the way they set up the airport, the air,
0: the, air, um, the new Apple TV, right? It, it can't just like, you can't just plug a drive into that I mean, you, you can plug a USB into the back of it, but you can't plug a drive into the back of it and say, "Hey, go get go get all my music here." So you can't have that be you can't have the Apple TV be your server. Um, it does seem to be like like a computer needs to be sitting in a room on somewhere. And that's no longer really the case in in a lot of modern families. A lot of modern families have laptops and iPads. You know, we just want to stream music off a central location. Where would that location be? If you could plug in a Drobo into the back of one of these these iTunes servers, that'd be awesome. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Drobo. Yes. Okay, well we keep diverging from from the Kindle and, and, and I wanted to try to push you a little bit harder on, on, on some of the Kindle issues. So you're uploading to it, it's fine. Um what about like access to Wikipedia and stuff? That's been locked out now. Uh
1: yeah, there's there's certain things you can't get with the Canadian account. Like blogs, for example. You go to the, you know, at the top, there's newspapers, magazines, blogs, and books, right? Right. You go to blogs, I'm sorry, you, you know, not available in Canada. Really? That's weird. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just because of publishing rights, but... Uh, publishing rights on blogs? Well, it, it yeah, look, blogs are international, right? They don't wave a flag, but... Yeah, but it's not even, it's not, usually you don't,
0: you don't, you don't have to sign a publishing deal to write a blog either.
1: No, but th- maybe there's distribution uh, agreements in place. Maybe, you know, every, every bit of traffic that comes from the Kindle, maybe there's a nickel that heads towards the, the blogger or something. So maybe they just haven't negotiated. Dude, if the
0: Kindle, if that happens, let me get on that, okay? I'd love to get some, <laughs> of, that, some of that action. <laughs>
1: Well, okay. look, it, it, it's all about who owns it and how they want to distribute it as well. So it may just say, well, we don't, you know, I don't know, like Howard Stern, for example, you're going on a real tangent. But if you have a Sirius account, you know, you can listen to him in your car. You can listen to him on the radio in your house if you have a serious radio. But if you have an iPhone and you want to stream him, you can't. Even if because, you have a serious account. Even if you have a serious account because he has an authorized streaming because he owns the content. Right, right. right. So same thing could be said with the bloggers. So maybe it's not Amazon. So I don't know exactly what is blocking the Canadian aspect of that. But it's definitely not wall-to-wall the same. Um, Magazine subscriptions uh, I haven't done because they're expensive. And I don't agree with the whole idea of paying for a digital version so I can see the ads. Yeah, I I have an issue with that. You know, I want to. Con- I want the. I want to see the headlines. But if I'm it, interested, I'll
0: click it, through. But in reality, in reality, if you buy a magazine, you're buying those ads too.
1: Yeah. If you're buying if a buying paper
0: a- magazine, you're buying the ads.
1: Yeah, and I have I no choice magazine. because I'm I'm agreeing to buy the paper content. But if you have the option of having the free content that is ad-driven, uh, and the ads are on the columns on the side, great. But to pay to have Something that you can't really hold in your hands and something you have to flip through. you have to flip through a hundred pages to get to the content. you know what I mean there's no table of contents on on the digital version of these things, all right. so you're forced to go through oh wow, linen chests, and you know you're flipping through all these ads of things you don't care about, like white sales and mufflers and all this stuff, and to get to the last page, you're like, oh wow, what a great you know make you happy end of day article. Whereas if all you saw was the – like you go to the web page, you see all the headlines, you say, oh, there's a happy story, and you click on it. So I don't see myself using the Kindle to read um, newspapers, maybe magazines, because magazines are quicker to consume. But I don't see myself using newspapers on the Kindle.
0: I, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I was I was having a, a go at Eric about that last last time, and, and uh, you know, there was no reason to get um – to pay for, for online Canadian newspapers in Canada because they're all free. Anyways, there is no paid wall. Um, I get all my, my good stuff from, from, from the web. So I don't, I don't have that issue either. But, um, what, what, what was funny is, is when it comes to magazines, that's probably the one medium where I actually do want that nice glossy paper. Because if I'm buying a magazine is usually because I want, some visual aspect of it that I can't get on a black and white ink screen, um, of, of, a Kindle. I, you know, it's, it's something that I would probably, I might pay for on an iPad because it's so, it's so pretty, you know, and I'm looking for that visual uh, stimulus, uh, you know, um, I, I, maybe it's my, my web, my web developer, um, or my, my creative eye that I want to have that, that you know like oh look this is a really cool photo oh look this is a this is wow this design is just unbelievable i don't think that would any transpire in in a in a
2: electronic uh, on on, on an electronic
0: version of that you know and we're talking about like time magazines and the Newsweek's and stuff like that you know there are some visual visually appealing um content in that that you know is really do i want to do i want to do i want to pay for a black and white version of that
1: definitely not so. But this, the, th- the thing with, with magazines uh, is, to me, uh, magazines are an entirely different animal. Um, magazines, to me, represent the last stand for journalism. Uh, newspapers now, there'll be fact checks because everybody's competing with the bloggers, right? For time. So they put, but they, they've, they've, they've already put, lost because they're always a day behind anyways, so it's
0: kind of weird. Yeah, weird. but
1: even the online versions.
0: Yeah, they're rushing
1: out there to be. Well, oh, the
0: Pat, Pat Burns story uh, fiasco was was a number one example of that, really. Where yeah, they they they, they, yeah. they proclaimed the guy dead three times in the same day, um, and he and he, you know he's he's still breathing today. He was commemorating his statue or arena yeah. just this weekend or something. Yeah, and showing was um, it showing again?
2: Uh, I can't I remember,
0: remember where it was. It was. Yeah, Stand I dead. Stand Stand yeah. Dead. yeah, sorry.
1: But I mean, you know, in the rush to get it out. The newspapers will just print it and correct it later whereas before they would get two or three um, uh you know checks to make sure that once it was published it was unchallengeable right now uh i used to i used to have a subscription to wired magazine and i didn't know what to expect and i really enjoyed that magazine um, and i'm not exactly sure why i didn't subscribe again i don't know it's cuz we're moving or something and, but um, and we have McLean's magazine that we're also getting. And in both cases, y- y- I, I realize why I enjoy those magazines. It's not that we're getting today's news today, is that you have a three, four, eight page article that somebody spent a month writing. And it's well thought out, it's well documented. It has sources. It has double checks in it. It has, and you read it and you think, you know what? This is probably ninety-eight percent accurate. It's well written, and I feel more knowledgeable after having read this than I had before. Yep. And newspapers, right now, it's really just a question of get it okay. out, get it out, get it out. Yeah, yeah get man. it out. It's like pancakes flying across. You know. Uh, the background i mean you, 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 honestly
0: newspapers just, should have just called themselves bloggers ages ago and and just bit the bullet really it doesn't uh it's it's you know i fine you're a journalist you're, you're you've got some journalistic integrity you're you're an awesome writer great you know what fine apply that to to a blog and do and show bloggers how to do it properly because um, exactly. it's because it's more immediate it's now you know it's, it's an rss feed it's 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 there it's like you know and with with PubSub sub Hubbub, it's it's not just an rss feed it's like pushed into my face immediately so yeah i'd ra- i'd subscribe to uh to an andy and notco in my rss any day i'd i'd i'd, I'd read uh uh i'm trying to think of another good writer I'd, uh, joe schwartz um i'd read read these guys in my rss any day no problem you know and i and i'd and i'd probably you know i would put up with ads too on on, yeah, on their it's, content because the other side is you, you
2: trust the content
0: because it's it's a content source exactly there's, there's a but I mean I I read I read uh, and and this is this is funny because when you live in Montreal and I touched a little bit about this on on last week but I didn't touch the other side of it when you live in Montreal you're you're, you're actually living in a in a pretty um, impressive uh, town it's it's big. There's big media, there there's big newspapers, and, and the, the quality of writing is gonna be pretty high. I also lived in in, in in a very small town on the south coast of England and uh the guy who you know, the lead journalist there, uh nine times out of ten would rip and read stuff off of routers or or, or AP um Associated Press, you know he basically would be do that, and then the stories he did write himself well you 'd know immediately because they were fluff pieces, they were just unbelievably sad little stories that had no merit whatsoever and it 's a little bit of a shame, but um, I would say most papers across America are those small town little papers that probably do suck uh, the big one um, and and it 's the u s a today's it 's the wall street journals it 's the chicago sun times it 's the new york times it 's all that you know uh the Boston globe those are the ones that 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 are worth reading because there's a real writer there you know there's a real journalist behind that behind that article and that's why you want to watch you want to you want to read it because he, you just, you've connected to that person somehow and he's got that authority sure. in his writing not just his name not just because he's Mr. journalist guy because when he writes he writes it with conviction i you know that's just my Oh, it's- my editorial opinion on that, because it's Lord knows I've never been—I'll never be a journalist in my life. I've got way too many opinions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Try to dumb them down a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I know I, I, I take things far, far too much to heart.
1: Um, so, Steve, you, you're, you're enjoying the Kindle. You'd, you'd recommend it? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a well-designed device. The interface is fantastic. Um, you know, it's still they're still baking it as far as the access to, um, you know, books you want and stuff. But, you know, the odds are 80% of what you're looking for is already there. And um, um, all in all, it's a great little travel companion, and it's it's not expensive. It's not an iPad. Right. So, uh, I, you know, makes a great – I think for Christmas coming around the corner, uh, definitely something you can stick in somebody's stocking. And if you only get the Wi-Fi edition, forget about the uh, – 3G WhisperNet, it's like under 140 bucks, so that price is just dropping more and more.
2: Is that the the unit you have, or is that the unit that you have, or you have the complete bundle? uh, He has the 189 Uh, version.
1: Yeah, I got the one at 180 or 189 that has the uh, WhisperNet. Right. Yeah, I just thought, you know, when you're in an airport, you have some airports give you free Wi-Fi, like here in Kansas City. Uh, but others, uh, like Chicago or whatever, you have to pay like eight bucks to get on the Boingo network or whatever. And, you know, it's kind of nice to think, oh, you know what? My, my iPhone's out of juice or I can't watch Iron Man or, or or whatever. You know, let me just buy a book. Right. A minute later, you have it. It's just nice to know you can do that anywhere in, you know, anywhere that Amazon has coverage, basically. So. I only looked at Western Europe and North America, but the map actually had more spots than that. So, interesting.
0: all right. So while we're on the topic of books, Steve, do you have any uh, anything that you're reading on your uh, on your Kindle now, or you're listening to on Audible that you want to uh, you want to recommend to our uh, our listeners?
1: Well, you know what, um, I, I do have uh, Super Freakonomics, which we sort of touched on a couple of weeks ago when we talked about uh, Freakonomics and uh, the tipping point. Um, so this is the same type of thing with different um, case studies. Uh, but if you like that type of um, analysis and you know people positing an idea and trying to prove to you that this is really why things happen, it makes for a good read. Uh, especially if you're traveling, you might not have time to read a you know a thousand page book, but you may have time to read a uh, fifteen page. Um, explanation on a certain phenomena. so um, I think that Super Freakonomics is definitely something you might want to pick up and it's available on Audible and it's available on Amazon both in the US and Canadian stores and you can get
0: you can get both Amazon books um, and you can get uh, Audible books from our website we have an Amazon section on our site under underneath the tech store um, I don't know how if we can even recommend you to get like a uh, um a kindle book i don't know how we do that if 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 there's a way of doing that i'm sure the kindle people will get in touch with us eventually uh but you can get the audible books by going to uh, um to twofatdads.com forward slash audible and checking out how uh you you can get that book um there's some a goal plan you can be, uh, become a member of and when you get a goal plan you get a free book it's your keep for life and you can cancel your your uh your subscription anytime and that book will always be yours so check us check it out it's twofatdads.com forward slash audible and the book is free, super Freakonomics, and I, I was surprised. I thought it was in my in my um, library. Uh, I thought I had already bought it, but I actually bought another book called Freedomnomics. Um, and <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh, eh? <laughs> so Freedomnomics is nothing like us uh, uh, Freakonomics, um, but it is also quite interesting. It's by John R. Uh, lot jr and he basically uh goes through the entire book uh um disproving or or discounting uh, a lot of the stuff in uh freakonomics um so uh it's it's a good read it's interesting it's and and if you're if you're reading it off of uh off of the back of 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 uh a freakonomics you know do it it's 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 going to be a good book so Enjoy that one. So, Freedomnomics, Why the Free Market Works and Other Half-Baked Theories Don't.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, um, I got on... Um, oh, and
0: Brian Brian Emerson reads it. So, you know, it's going to be a good book.
1: Oh, wow. I have the um, uh, Free, the New uh, Radical... Oh, that's great by
0: Chris Anderson. Yeah. Uh, the Free, yeah. the a Theory of a Radical New Price. Exactly.
1: And uh, I got it for free uh, on yeah. Audible. I did that too. But it's ten dollars on the Kindle store. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, that was going to be free for sure. Well, it's no and
0: longer it's- free on the Audible store. I think. I think that it was at a. Uh, he put it in there free at a at a, at a uh, opportune time to try to get the book some coverage, and then eventually he upped the price on it. Still incredibly oh, cheap. Okay. It's like nine bucks or something like that. And uh, it's, it's, there's the a bunch of chapters you can get free on. Um, there's a bunch of chapters you can get free on Google Books as well. And he, yes, okay. he is the guy who wrote The Long Tail.
1: No, I was going to say,
2: oh. <laughs> he's the guy
1: who, um, who basically uh, tried that out in Russia. I think to curtail piracy, right? And, and they realized that it was actually selling better because they were giving it away. Uh, and then they, they sort of proved the model. I, I'd love to say that he was the author who did that but uh um,
0: he he does he he talks about a lot of stuff like that in the book where where basically you know they'll, they'll you know how can jewelry be free or how can this be free how can that be free and it's he's got these little excerpts right away of how you can make stuff free and make it work and and he also goes back and revisits the uh, revisits the uh there's no such thing as a free lunch thing and uh and the same thing with the Gillette free razor blades well the Gillette never actually gave away free razor blades but uh or free razors there was always this this thing that they did. So he goes back and he proves a lot of the points. It's it's a fantastic book. He reads it himself. He's a fantastic narrator as well uh, for an author. And um, but he's also the guy who wrote The Long Tail. And and if if anybody's into, it, well anybody's listening to any of this show, we've we've mentioned The Long Tail as a joke too way far far too many times. Uh. <laughs> So that, 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 so there you go. You've got like, you've got like four different books you can get. You can get free The Future of a Radical Price, Freedomnomics, Freakonomics, and what was the other one? Super Freakonomics. Super Freakonomics. There you go. So enjoy all, all by going to twofatdads.com forward slash audible. Well, I think we pretty much wrapped it up for the night. My throat is, is burning, um, and I ran out of scotch about uh, 10 minutes ago. Uh,
2: there you go. <laughs>
0: and I'm too lazy to go up and get some more. I have a feeling if I try to get up, I'll probably fall over at this point. Uh, <laughs> but I want to thank the guys, for, especially Steve, for calling in from Kansas City. That's awesome. You rock. Yeah. Uh, now, same time next week. What is, the, uh, what is the rest of the week you have in store for you?
1: uh the shuttles picking me up at five a m tomorrow flying back midday tomorrow um hanging out with the family back to work on friday and the weekends just the insanity of weekends you know you know what work, work from home and,
0: work from home friday just um tell your boss i said so okay all right <laughs> I,
1: I i'll I'll, uh, I'll add that to my uh ten 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 update. <laughs> Yeah, please. <laughs> in
0: case anybody didn't see that, we put a we posted a a, a ten ten ten. Um, what we did on 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 Binary Day, it's on it's online. It's very fluffy. It's very nice. Uh, it's it's getting quite a bit of views, which is nice. But it's just really easygoing. Ben, what are you uh, what are you up to? You uh, finishing any 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 end in sight for the uh, for the house yet,
2: or oh. No, <laughs> now there's a lot of stuff to be done. So I mean, gradually, day by day. But I mean, it happens sometimes that you get some setbacks, and you just gotta, well, suck it up and keep
0: going forward. And that's what we're doing. So. Well, you, you don't don't suck it up too much because uh, this weekend is, in fact, well, Monday uh, is my is my birthday, and if uh, if you guys want to go see Habs game on uh, on Saturday night down at uh, at the Cash, or uh, they're opening up an Old Orchard pub in Point Claire. Oh, nice. Uh, right where uh, Calico, La Maison Calico used to be, which is an old quilting shop. Very nice listed building. So they're opening that up there. Maybe it'll be open to time. I don't know. Uh, if it is, well, you all welcome to come down. We'll, maybe we'll, we'll tweet about it. And if not, it'll just be us. Fat dads of the cash. So that's about all we have time for tonight. Thank you to everybody. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys will, will, uh, will tune in to the, to, the, to the P. Luke show and, uh, and also a Stephen Hackett's report on the Mac next week. And uh, we'll see you guys later. All right. Bye, everyone. Take care.